You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour of the program. Well, just today, Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Later on this hour, Marvin gets at least one pie to the face, maybe two. Mario is involved in this because he has to attempt a shot, the uh, air ball that he took during the AUAA, the inaugural season, that was an air ball that cost his team a chance to play for the championship. If Mario misses air balls, he gets a pie to the face that Marvin will give him. If not, then Mario will give Marvin a pie to the face. This is very serious, very serious right now. There's a lot of tension in here. And uh, if you're watching on Peacock, you're seeing the final seconds there where Mario trying to pad his stats and the only way that his team would lose is if he shot an air ball and somebody put it in. If he hits any part of the rim, Seton's team plays for a championship. <laughs> Crushing. Crushing. It's still, it's still awesome to watch that because Todd is... Todd, Crushing is the word because the Orange Crush advanced to the national title game. But Fritzy, <laughs> with his swarming defense, so he has to get up on Mario to steal the ball, or, it, you know, he just, the clock runs out. So Todd's about, I don't know, seven feet away with his arms out like he's playing smothering defense here. He got so <laughs> nervous. Like, I, I guess I'm supposed to shoot it. They, they forgot the score or something. I, I think what you did is you were playing such poor defense, Mario had no choice but, <laughs> I got to shoot it. <laughs> Oh, my God. If you see, I'm swinging around so he could just pass the ball back to me. I, can, I go running out over towards the wing there with Mario so he could just give it back, and then it's like the game is over. <laughs> uh, and then you got little Tyler there trying to guard two-a-days, and he just puts his hand up like he's in the back of the classroom. Like, uh, no, you got to play a little better defense than that. So that's what's going on here later on this hour. Marvin gets at least one pie because he thought his, his boys, the Huskies of UConn, were going to go to the Sweet 16. Yes, Marv. I can't. New Mexico State? Now you, no, with, with we, 30-year-old Teddy Buckets? We, we've moved on from it. We've moved on from it. I mean, it. I'm getting the pie, so I can't move on from it right, all right now. All right. Pie's coming up there. Uh, Doug in North Carolina. I remember Doug had a bet with Seton and said that Marcus Mariota would be a starting quarterback this upcoming season, week one. Is that is that the bet, Doug? Oh, it is, Dan, and it's a beautiful day here in North Carolina. The birds are chirping, and my heart is full with love, and I think I won this bet. I think uh, Seton's got a man up right now. Oh, you did not win the bet yet. Game one starter, Doug. Yes, Seton. I haven't seen Marcus Mariota start a game just yet. No. I'll tell you what. I will be uh, – I didn't realize I, I was calling Mike Floria up here uh, with his legal uh, <laughs> legal degree. But I, I'll tell you what, Seton, I'll make a deal with you. You can wait until the first game of the season, take the lemon meringue pie in the face, or spend the last hour of the show – Speaking in your Adam Sandler slash Cookie Monster voice, and I'll let, it, let you off the hook. Well, I decide the rules here, and I'm not letting Seton off the hook with a pie to the face with Marcus Mariota. But uh, thank you, Doug. We'll, we'll be monitoring this. And Florio did say that he thought Tom Brady would be the starter in San Francisco week one. We have to wait until that Monday after week one if that doesn't happen. I feel pretty confident that Tom Brady will not be the starting quarterback in San Francisco. Yes, Seaton. Right, and just going back to uh, DP Show Bets on Twitter, 
It says, Doug in North Carolina bets eating a pie in the face that Marcus Mariota will be starting week one for some NFL team. Yeah. There you go. It's, I mean, it's right there. That's, that's essentially a contract. Yeah. And it's a pretty good call by Doug, by the way. Yeah. Because Marcus Mariota in Atlanta looks like, unless they're drafting a quarterback and beat Marcus Mariota out, he'll be the starting quarterback. Felt like insider information Maybe. there a little bit. Maybe. Felt a little insider. Okay. All right. Um, by the way, the spring swing is heating up. Top players in the PGA Tour go head-to-head. The WGC Dell Technologies match play Saturday, 2 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com. Sign up. Also, when you go there, download the app, and you can watch this program for free. Say good morning to our radio affiliates, Fox Sports Radio lineup, also iHeartRadio in our nearly 400 cities. It's the number one listen-to sports radio show in America, and we thank you for that. Yes, Pauline? I was just looking back at Marcus Mariota's career stats. He had five years at Tennessee. You know, he had 61 starts, 77 touchdowns, and 45 picks. And he and Jameis Winston are intertwined because of the draft together. Yeah. They had their own teams. Each of them had their own teams for four to five years. And then they had to get back in line. It's, it's almost like we're, they're two years ahead of where Baker Mayfield may be going to. You know, because Mariota's getting his own team again. Yeah. A bad team. And Jameis is getting a, actually a pretty decent team. But imagine that you're going to earn a starting role, if you want to use the word earning, and you didn't play last year. Mariota, Trubisky, um, who else is? Deshaun Watson. These guys didn't play. <laughs> They're going to be starters here. And maybe that's the case for Baker Mayfield. I don't know if Baker gets a chance. You know, it doesn't feel like he's Pete Carroll's kind of quarterback. He wanted to go to the Colts, and they, of course, went with Matt Ryan. Maybe. I know the Giants were looking at Mitchell Trubisky to back up Daniel Jones. I, I don't know if you can. There are certain players that you just can't have them as a backup because it feels like it would be detrimental to the team. But could you bring him into New York and say to Daniel Jones, uh, here you go. Let's see if you can earn this job and you get a long-term contract. And, and, you know, if you're the Giants, you're probably saying, you know, last call here. Let's find out what we have, but do you bring in Baker Mayfield? Plus, do all those endorsement deals go bye-bye? Because it feels like if I'm progressive or Hulu, I want to sign up a starting quarterback. Yeah, Pauline. Going back to Jameis Winston for a second, last year you know, he had the knee injury, but before that he was 5-2 and two as a starter, uh, 14 touchdowns, three picks, yeah. which is the best ratio of his career. He had the best passer rating of his career in those seven games. I can't trust him. Yeah. You know, the problem I have is that he has he has the talent, but I think he, he wants to be this gambler, this daredevil. I mean, you can try to be Favre, but there's only one Favre. And in trying to be that, I, I don't know. That would make me nervous. It's a good team, and maybe, maybe, by proxy, learn some things from Sean Payton and Drew Brees. That'll help him manage a game a little bit more than trying to take the chances that he's taken. Uh, Ryan in North Carolina. Hi, Ryan. What's on your mind today? Hi, hi, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. I just wanted to give you a, uh, a comparison, and I had a question. I think you guys are – hands down the best talk show, radio, sports talk in, in America. And I, I compare it to Seinfeld back in the 90s. I was a big Seinfeld fan. I still am. And I, I think that you 
are, if you will, the Jerry Seinfeld of the show, obviously. But then what made Seinfeld so great was the supporting cast and the other stars in that show. And I think that you have an amazing team there uh, with Fritzy, Pauly, uh, Marvin, and uh, Seton. And I think you guys are just awesome and you're hilarious. And I really thank my brother-in-law for turning me on the all seven years ago, Kevin Blaney, after a big road trip out to Montana. He said, I was listening to Dan Patrick the whole time, and I started listening to y'all after that, and it's been awesome since then. So thank you for the, the content and the laughs. All right. Well, thank you, Ryan. We appreciate that. You know, the brilliance of Seinfeld, in my opinion, was that Jerry wasn't the funniest guy. He wasn't even close to being the funniest guy. Now, in real life, he would be the funny guy, but he, he allowed everybody else to be funny, funnier. Like Kramer, uh, George, uh, you know, you, you just had uh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Like, he allowed them to be funnier than him. And that, I always loved that. Because you would think you would want to be the guy. You, you would be like, hey, it's Seinfeld. That's me. I'm going to be the funniest guy. But he allowed everybody else to get their victory laps there. I mean, I've been trying to do that, but uh, nobody is really <laughs> picking up the hint here. Like, don't be afraid to be funny. We're almost there, and that's four or five years. No. It's only been 15 years, so... I mean, Marv... No. You got three. No, got three for that. I, got, I got three on Around the Horn? You got three. I just gave you three. Okay, thank you, Todd. That's plenty. All right. And I can't blame Marvin yet. I mean, he's only been here, really, a couple of weeks as, uh, you know, filling in on the front row. Not officially a Danette. I think once you get your first pie to the face, then maybe, maybe you're a Danette. I always like when people go, you know, Danette, that means they're uh, women. Like, yeah, we, we know what... That, that that's Reggie Miller came up with Danettes, but we realized that. Yeah, Seaton. Uh, I don't know if you guys realized. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, technically, uh, we're not women. Just want to put that out there. Yeah, clear that up. <laughs> Just put that up. You know that 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 means they're women. And I'm like you realize that has a feminine connotation <laughs> to it, don't you? <laughs> no. Uh, during the commercial break, before we started the final hour. Fritzy started in on, you know, songs that have repetition in them. Like the Beatles, Loves You, Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Uh, what was The David Byrne song, oh, Same As It Ever Was. Same As It Ever Was. And I'm picturing him writing it, like, Same As It Ever Was. Same As It Ever Was. Same As It Ever Was. Yeah. I don't want to keep saying the same thing nine times. If I'm going to do that, I better accent the was on the 11th time around. I know, but you make fun of, you don't like David Byrne and the Talking Heads. That particular song. You were song. making fun of the Beatles. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He loves you and you know you should be glad. Woo! I don't know. But then you love Hall and & Oates and they gave us this brilliant uh, lyric or two. You did, you did, you did, you did it in a minute. I don't think you're going to find that on their greatest hits, though. That was kind of a throw-in. No, but that's... It's but, one of their songs, yeah, too. Yeah, that's yeah. Not what, but that's not uh, Private Eyes and You Make My Dreams. Yes, and, Paulie. Kiss on My List is one of their biggest hit songs, Hall Notes of All Time. The chorus is, because your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Your kiss, your kiss is on my list. Your kiss... They say your kiss <laughs> 39 times in one song. 39 times your kisses. They do. But most songs have that, uh, you know, repeating certain stanzas and verses, you know. Wait, is it okay or not okay? It's not okay. Except for if Hall & Oates does it. Then it's very okay. (laughs) Kiss on My List was like the number three song in the 1981 Solid Gold Countdown with Andy Gibb and Marilyn McCoo. (laughs) 
And then number two was Olivia Newton-John, Let's yeah, Get Physical. And number one was Betty Davis' Eyes, Kim Kahn. Top three songs of the entire year of 1981 Billboard. Solid gold. Solid gold countdown. Okay. True. Look it up. Number three, kiss on my list. No. People don't, people don't lie. They poll these things. They vote. Yes, Paul. Found an article in Billboard magazine. And it says a psychologist looked at some of the great hit songs of all time. And repetition is mandatory in hit songs, almost mandatory in great hit songs, because it's easy for the listener to consume and learn the words and sing along with, which is called the hook, how you hook someone into it. Yeah. And they actually, Billboard magazine actually had a psychologist look at great hit songs and say repetition is the key to getting the public to buy into a song. Hmm. Yeah. When I turn out the light. How about we let them sing? Give <laughs> yourself two points just now. And I and I like Hall and Oates. But you just like Hall and Oates. You gotta love Hall and Oates. Anything less than loving Hall and Oates is just understated, in my opinion. Yeah. I you know, I I, I kind of try to become a little more modern day with some things. You know, I try new things. I'm not stuck in the it's 80s. It's all about the 80s. What I want, you got, but it might be hard to handle. They use it in commercials now. That's how awesome it is for like Swiffer or whatever. Roxanne. Roxanne with the police. Let it be. Uh, Eminem, my name is. My name is. Um... My humps by the Black Eyed Peas. They repeat my humps 48 times. <laughs> <laughs> my lovely lady humps or whatever she says. <laughs> uh, birthday cake with Rihanna. She repeats birthday cake 106 times. She, in the same Billboard article, Rihanna, they call her the queen of this. In her song, she uses repetition. Isn't the song Umbrella? Is yeah. That- Ella. Okay. Ella. Uh, Ella. Uh, uh, hey. uh, uh, uh. A one-word bass song. That was originally written for Britney Spears, and I think she passed on it. You know, so were some of uh, like Lady Gaga's first hits. Yeah, were originally, and like you could find on the internet where Britney Spears recorded the songs, and you're like, wow, it's really not that good. <laughs> like the Lady Gaga version is way better. <laughs> well, Lady Gaga will make any song better. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. All right, uh, let me see. Scotty in San Francisco. Then we'll take a break. Our good buddy, Sean Salisbury, will join us. Hey, Scotty. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Dan Patrick, how you doing today, good, sir? Good, good. Six foot, 285. First time caller. Um, and I actually have met you before, but I don't think we have enough time to go over that story. But maybe some other time when I call back, we'll tell you the great story of you and I bumping into each other at Shanghai Kelly's oh. here in San Francisco back in 2002. Do you remember that? Like that when you were here with Stuart Scott for the All-Star game? Uh, yeah. Yeah, good time. I mean, if you want me to tell the story, I will. It's, it's a classic story. But real quick, I'm calling for a no, couple No, no, it's good. That's it. What are you, okay. yeah. what are you calling about? Does it, does it, doesn't it be a number one pick kind of jinx you in a sense? All the, tell me the last time we had a quarterback who was number one pick that went on to just be a Tom Brady, a Joe Montana. Well, those are the two greatest quarterbacks of all time. I mean, Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was number one overall. John Elway. John Elway was number one overall. Troy Aikman, Hall of Famer. My other. Oh, I didn't know Troy Aikman was number one pick. My bad. So we'll see. You get educated every single day. My next question is: (laughs) If if you win a championship in a bubble like LeBron James did, did you really win a championship? Yes. Because I mean, maybe. 
There was All no, right, there man. was You're no, good thank, thank you, Scotty. There was a bubble for everybody. There was, it's not like LeBron had a bubble and nobody else did. Like they gave him special oxygen. <laughs> I get, they all were in the bubble. There was no home court advantage. The bubble really plays to his strength specifically. <laughs> I don't, was he having the greatest time of his life when he was in the bubble? I don't think he was. Yes, Paul. I just saw the bubble accommodations and LeBron's normal accommodations. Nobody had it worse than him living in the bubble. I mean, I mean they were, those are nice hotel rooms he was in, but, it, but his house looks like a hotel. Yeah. All right, we'll take a break. More phone calls coming up. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. Odyssey, the number one putter on tour. No, nobody can disagree. Can't. Because Odyssey was the number one putter on every major tour in 2021. Number one worldwide wins. And if you haven't tried one of these putters, get one in your hands. And, you know, they'll help you get the right one. But ask about the Tri-Hot 5K. They have a classic blade with the forgiveness of a mallet, which I didn't know was possible. Last 37 major championships, this is PGA, LPGA, Champions Tour. Not only did more pros play an Odyssey putter in those majors, more pros won major championships in 2021 with Odyssey. Xander Shoffley won a gold medal. Odyssey putter. Me, when I kick butt on the weekends against my buddies, you know, John and Jeff and Nip, uh, Odyssey putter when I'm taking money out of their pockets there. Best example why the best players on tour in the world rely on Odyssey putters because it matters most. It makes sense when you need a great putt and you need it to go down. You need Odyssey in your hands. Number one putter on tour, odysseygolf.com. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Uh, Marvin getting a pie to the face coming up, maybe two pies to the face in about a half hour from now as he lost uh, his bet with the Yukon Huskies going into the uh, Sweet 16. I went out there and uh, personally... I was uh, being the lifeguard with the pies, making sure that they're cherry pies, and then I'm going to be putting the whipped cream on. Okay? Oh, thanks, GP. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking out for you. Yeah. Now, Todd's going to give you one pie, and if Mario doesn't shoot an air ball, he gives you the other pie. Now, if he shoots the air ball, you give Mario a pie. So... And then Paulie wants a side bet with Mario. There's a lot going on here in about a half hour. I need, I need a bookie in here. Help out. Are you good, Marvin? Yeah, I am. Dylan's over here if you want to make a bad bet. Dylan, oh, Dylan, the graphics guy? Mm-hmm. He is a big gambler. But, uh, a bad one. Yeah. Uh, Sean Salisbury set to join us. Clean up the mess here. Former NFL quarterback and host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. I want to let people know that Sean is in his car. If you're watching on Peacock, you're not driving. Just want to make sure that they know you're not driving while you're doing this interview. No, I'm not. I pulled over for you, Dan, because you're special. I'm not good enough to do two things at once, so I'm going to talk to you. It's good to be on with you guys. All right. A couple of things to talk to you about. We spent a lot of time talking about Deshaun Watson over the last year with you. Um, How do you think the – how did Houston uh, fare here in this uh, this situation? Oh, Dan, I, I think I would have got more, but you what? Get a one and a three, and a one and a four, and a one and a four, in whatever order. So you get six assets. I Deshaun Watson's a better player than Russ Wilson is in my mind. 
I think he's top five player in the league at his position. I would have gone after what Denver did, but you got to have a player that wants to go after what Denver did and with his no trade situation. You know, three first rounders was the place to start. And however you got assets, I would have loved for the Texans to grab a a player or two that could have helped a young team and impact him with a little veteran experience. But I don't think they got fleeced when it comes to this. But where you do get fleeced is, and for reasons we all know, Watson didn't want to be here, the legal stuff, is that you're getting rid of what everybody needs in this league. Ask the Rams with Matt Stafford. Denver thinks they got it with Russ Wilson, Josh Allen, Holmes. You're getting a top five player, and you're not winning Super Bowls anymore without not a guy, but that guy at quarterback. Cleveland's better now. They got better. Baker Mayfield hopefully will be a good player again, but Deshaun Watson's better. So anytime you get that franchise guy, you win the deal. And Deshaun's won everything, Dan. 230 guaranteed. He gets to go play where he wanted to play. He had to sit out last year, but he got paid. He gets another year where his legs are fresh. Everything he did worked to Deshaun Watson's favor football-wise. So, listen, you had to build it somewhere. You got six assets. Good place to start. Now they got to win the draft, being the Texans. But Cleveland wins because you get a franchise quarterback that's going to be on the field for you at some point. You get him for the next decade, and he'll be an MVP guy or candidate every every damn year. Do we just assume that he's going to write a check and the civil lawsuits all go away? Dan, I listen, judging from how he's won every step of the way, I don't – the legal part – you know, we, you hear stuff go, but once the the uh, criminal charges were dropped and pushed, you know, or were done, I think teams thought the same thing. Now, people are going to judge where their moral compass is about Deshaun Watson in this 22, he said, she said. I wouldn't know because I wasn't there, neither do you, but I, I would imagine the commissioner is going to have to do something, right? I don't know what it is, but do something with the optics of this to send a message, but I would imagine, yeah, Dan, at some point, I don't know what the money's going to be, but if it's civil, it's going to come down to probably some some money, move on, and repair your reputation, play good football, and hope that the the off-the-field stuff, remorse or whatever it is, but Deshaun's maintained his innocence the whole time. So Dan really does come down to that. Cleveland has moved on and said, well, we can deal with whatever comes down to civil lawsuits. we got a great football player. Since he's not going to jail, um, they're going to deal with this, and he's got a powerful lawyer and Rusty Harden. So, yeah, Dan, it'll be business as usual when the fall comes up. A great quarterback who's going to get paid $230 guaranteed million whenever he's on the field. I also wonder, is there a parallel with uh, how the league looked at Ben Roethlisberger when he wasn't charged criminally, but he got six games and then it was reduced to four. I know this is 22 civil lawsuits here, which is different. But I wonder if they'll still look at this and maybe he gets six games or eight games, something like that. And then maybe it's reduced. Can you can you see it? I don't know if there's another parallel here and maybe I shouldn't be looking for one. I'm just looking at the punishment uh, part of this for football. Yeah, Dan, I'm right with you. And we were discussing that this morning too on my show about, all right, isn't that the isn't that the, the, the parallel you have to compare to? And our society, even though at any point in time, I don't care if it's 30 years ago or now, you have to take these allegations serious. Well, how serious and, and people's moral compass. But, yeah, if you're the commissioner, Dan, I don't think we can go the other way because we've seen the punishment, smoking weed, one thing, domestic violence, another, these situations. I don't think if you're the commissioner, you can err on the side of, hey, let's give him a game or two and move on. If you're going to err, you better err on the side of protecting women 
and making sure, and everybody needs to be protected, but making sure you do it the right way. And if Ben was the parallel, 22 of them is a, a, a bit more severe, it would, it would seem. I can't fathom that he's going to go unscathed with any kind of suspension, but I would think if I was a commissioner getting it right with the optics and with though not just the optics, but with the moral fiber of this, our country right now is the way it should be. I can't imagine Deshaun Watson starts the season under center in Cleveland, but then again, I'm not that smart, but apparently the commissioner is going to have to make a decision soon. So the Browns know what to do. If I'm Deshaun's people, I would expect that we're going to miss some games. And I think that would probably be wise by the commissioner. I was told when this, uh, there, there was the flirting between the Browns and Deshaun Watson, my source said the Texans don't want Baker Mayfield. And then it eventually turned out that that was true, that they weren't interested in Baker Mayfield. Why weren't the Texans interested in Baker Mayfield? Dan, they believe Davis Mills is a player. Now, you think about last year. They didn't have a first or second round pick, and Nick Casario went in and got Davis Mills in the third round. And people in Houston moaned about it. Still wanted Deshaun, kind of weren't sure. He would said he didn't want to be here, the legal stuff. But people held out hope that, well, maybe Deshaun will want to play here. But it's like, why would you take a quarterback? Well, he starts off slow and ends the season. Aside from Mac Jones, you could argue that the way he played, he was either one or two as a yeah. rookie quarterback. So the third round situation doesn't matter. But, Dan, think about it. Not just Baker Mayfield. They didn't try to get Matt Ryan. They didn't try to go in and get a Russ Wilson or a star veteran. They, didn't, they, they haven't inquired about Jimmy Garoppolo. They didn't inquire about – I mean, you go Carson Wentz, all these guys that they're going – and they, they don't have any interest in any of these first-round quarterbacks because I don't believe there's a franchise, at least immediate changer in the draft. They think Davis Mills is a player. Now, this year is going to be important, but they also saw growth enough mentally – emotionally and physically to say, we got a guy that we don't have to spend a first rounder. And I'm not sure Dan here that they think that they think Baker Mayfield's better than Davis Mills. I think they think they got themselves a fairly good steal in the third round who can spin it a little bit and who's got a pretty bright future. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's not going to cost you. We're talking to Sean Salisbury, former NFL quarterback, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. I thought about you when I saw the news about uh, John Clayton, our uh, former co-worker, because um, you guys spent a lot of time together, certainly uh, off camera and then certainly on camera. Your relationship was uh, back and forth. How did you guys get paired up to begin with? Yeah, Dan, I'm taking this one's I'm struggling with this one. And I don't mean to be emotional. It's it's hard on me. When I got this news Friday uh, over the weekend on Friday night, I was I took like a 7 p.m. nap. I was exhausted. All of a sudden I wake up, there's like 60 messages on my phone, text messages. I'm like, it's like an eight, eight thirty, nine o'clock at night. I'm like, well, what is what's 60? And I look at it and all of them from friends and our guy Seth Markman and a bunch let me know that what had happened and I was devastated. Because I talked to John a handful of weeks ago, seemed fine. You know, he spent so much time taking care of his great wife, Pat, and spending all these years being one of the best in the business. How it started with four downs, uh, Dan, was we were in, I was in the newsroom with our guy, Mark Preisler, and Mark Shapiro wanted to do something different. And Mark was there at the time. And they came up to me in the newsroom at ESPN, and John was doing a remote somewhere and said, we want to do something different, like the nerd or the you know, the, the smart guy versus the jock. I said, wait a minute, am I the smart guy or the jock? But, <laughs> and so I said, some would argue I wasn't a jock, and a whole lot of, a lot of them are going to say I'm not the smart guy. So they, they said, let's try this. And it was Dan, and I think John and I were most proud of, it was the original, like, sports debate thing. And I didn't know it was going to catch on like this, and I still to this day, you and I have talked about it over the years, 
more questions about John Clayton and I and whatever you want to, however you want to ask them than any question I've ever received in my playing time. They don't want to know if I threw a touchdown. They don't want to know who I think the first pick of the draft. How's your relationship with John Clayton? And Dan, you know this for the years you were there. We never scripted it. Yeah. We were never told what to say. We would discuss it off camera with uh, our, the people that asked the questions. And it was organic and we let it rip. And our relationship was always special. I've known him since 1986 before that. But it became even more tight-knit and close over the years um, with this. And we weren't sensitive. We got after it. What you saw was real intensity. But when the second the camera went off, John and I were back to being great friends. I, I'm, I'm having a hard time with this because I love him. And he was an original pioneer of this. Yeah. And, Dan, over all the years of covering sports and watching it and loving it like you do, I don't know if I've ever been around a guy who loved talking football on TV and radio more than John did. And like the commercial, which you used to kid him about the ponytail. That's where it started. And to get that commercial was like validation for John. He loved it, Dan. And he's the one guy, he'd, he'd crawl 15 mi- I mean, 1,500 miles to talk on a radio show at midnight because he loved it. Yeah. I was honored to be his partner. He was a great a great radio and television partner, and Four Downs was awesome. And I'm having a hard time because he was a special friend. Uh, good to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, I did think Thank about you. you because, uh, you know, the professor, I called him Johnny Good Times because he, he, yes. he always talked about the positive. He loved – it's like Tim Kirchin. Tim always talks about the positives of baseball. And John always talked about the positives. And uh, he was always available. Always. You need him to do a live shot? John's there. Need him to be a guest on your radio show? John's there. Always. And, and Dan, it didn't mean if it was midnight or 6 a.m. <laughs> John didn't care. Yeah. A loyal friend, a loyal worker. And I hope all the insiders that come on after, you know, through these years realize that this was one of the greatest we ever had in the business. I'm going to miss him. Thank you. Thank you, bud. That's uh, Sean Salisbury. Uh, uh, host of the Sean Salisbury Show on Sports Talk 790 in Houston. And I didn't know that John was sick, but uh, passing away at the age of 67. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Martino in Queens. Martino? Hey, Martino. Hey, Dan. First, hey, Dan. Hey, bud. 511 uh, I just want to give a late best of the weekend. Um, the parity in women's college basketball right now, I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch over the weekend, but you're seeing 12 seeds and 10 seeds advance to the Sweet 16 for the first time. Um, similar to 20 years ago, uh, even last night, UConn was in a dogfight at home against UCF. Tennessee almost got knocked off against Belmont. Um, and I coach basketball at a high level, uh, and I'm also a skill development trainer. And just seeing the physicality of the women's game and how tough they are out there, it's just... It's just awesome to watch. Um, also, just a suggestion uh, for Fritzy, maybe. I know you have. I know you guys have had Gino on the short on the show before, um, but he's talked about this season has been his most challenging, and he's entering a matchup against Indiana in the Sweet 16 here. Um, and I don't know. Maybe if you get him on the show before he gets into the Sweet 16, and maybe before he advances, uh, that would be great. But appreciate you guys. You guys are the best. Have a great day. All right. Thank you, Martino. I can't believe Belmont. Belmont allowed Tennessee to score six points in the last, like, 14 seconds. Belmont had that game. Uh, I was out. That was a bummer. Uh, yeah, I've watched, I've watched a little bit because it's been on the mothership. 
you know, Monday and Tuesdays, Wednesdays, uh, able to catch up a little bit with uh, the women's game. Uh, James in Jersey. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? Dan, it's great pleasure to talk to you and the Danettes. And I agree, Fritzy for three hours would be excruciating. But give him the <laughs> chance for one hour, four segments. Mock headlines, and you get, as a guest, the New York Post back page headline writer. Lamerick, you get the priest at the wedding. Sports names, you get Mike Krzyzewski because who can spell his name. And then the last segment, which I think gets you the Emmy. Oh. Is Connecticut female news and weather women. Oh, my God. Uh, thank you, James. You know Fritzy quite well. Fritzy, no, it creeps me out when he talks about the, local, really? the local news and weather women. Yes, it does. Shout out to Carolee Malin and Jen Bernstein and Rachel Frank. You don't, you don't like that. No. It, that's not the way you acted this morning when you were talking about uh, their news anchor, an Italian yeah, one? Yeah, I'm a little more energetic. Sonia Bagdaddy, but she doesn't do it anymore. She has, like, some website show. She doesn't do it anymore. She doesn't do it for you anymore. Oh, she definitely does it for me. <laughs> I wouldn't do, be able to do it for her, but she's moved on. Hey, to you move on, thing. too. Yeah. Yeah, you just get a little... I like what I like. Yeah. I know, I know, but you don't even listen to the news. I hear partly cloudy. That sounds exciting for Thursday. You might be the least informed, most watched news guy ever. <laughs> you watch more news, but no less. Yeah, I couldn't tell you like anything that's going on in the news. It just goes right back. I'm not paying attention to that part. Yes. The actual information. Like, do you get upset when they go to, you know, one of these, the, the co-anchor and it's a guy? Always. I'm like, what is, what's the, or, or if the one I like isn't in that day, it's like, uh, if Sally has the night, what do you mean she has the night off? <laughs> oh, we got Ted? Are you kidding me? Oh, the weekend shift is in? Oh, great, the weekend crew. Ryan, this off. <laughs> Ryan in Honolulu. Oh, Dan. Hi, Ryan. Oh, Dan, someone mentioned before, you truly are the Jerry Seinfeld of this show. You pull it all together. And Fritzy is your Newman. <laughs> Hello, Newman. Aloha, Newman. Yeah. I've got, I've got some uh, mock headlines for you. Uh, okay. I didn't know I asked for them, but here they are. Ryan in Honolulu. Jimmy Haslam says, no lawyers. Flying pilot Jay Blind into trade. Okay. Pilot J is his, uh, his business. Had some troubles there. Okay. LeBron had the time of his life. <laughs> Never led the league in scoring before. <laughs> Nobody puts Bronny in the corner, Dan. Yes, Paul. This is really Fritzy's bit. Being that one hurt. Horrendous, now, stepping on toes. Horrendously one, singing bad 80s now songs. Now Ryan is singing. It wasn't personal until right now. Yeah. That one hurt. Way over the line. That's uh, not cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm going to hang up on Ryan because of that. Because I, I, I don't appreciate that. Yeah, he's not singing 80s songs. Yeah. Like, he infringed upon your character. Right. We let him do the mock headlines yeah. and it's fun and everything. But yeah. now it's getting personal. Now he's singing. Yes. He... Did he get too good? Mm, question mark. Question mark. Mm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would tell Ryan to stay in his lane. As somebody who's been told many times to stay in my lane. I would tell Ryan, stay in your lane. Or at least signal and let us know when Lane's <laughs> going into it because you're going to cause an accident. He, he didn't have the blinker on. He did not, because I looked. He did not have the blinker on. Yes, Tom. Should I go to uh, Hawaii, Australia, just kind of be annoying and we'll see how it goes if we flip wow. the switch a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> 
Hawaiian annoying. <laughs> Good Yantiftan! Happy Shabbos! Hello! You don't need that. But if, but if you push me, we're going to go there. Shabbat Shalom, Dad! Take a break. Coming up, Marvin gets at least one pie to the face, and maybe two, or maybe Mario gets one. Boy, so much drama here. Uh, we'll uh, close out with your phone calls as well, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow. Back after this. Good quality sleep is important, but so is getting enough quality sleep. Sleep duration is how long you've slept compared to your sleep goal, which should be between seven and nine hours as recommended by sleep experts. Avoid large meals and heavy snacks before you go to bed. Set a quality sleep goal that's healthy and realistic for your lifestyle. Also, keep this in mind, you can get almost 100 hours more proven quality sleep per year when you use the Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed. You're going to have more quality time time with your family. You're going to get out more. You're going to exercise. You're going to reconnect with nature. Why choose any other bed? Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Well, because every great day starts with the night before. And now save up to $800 on select Sleep Number 360 smart beds for a limited time. Make sure you go in and check them out. They save up to $800 on the 360 smart bed. You can go to Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we're out here in the man cave. If you're watching on Peacock, we're out here in the basketball floor. And we have Mario out here. He's going to recreate the famous air ball. And if he does shoot an air ball, then he gets a pie to the face. If he draws iron or makes it, then he gets to smash Marvin with the pie. I have two pies ready right now. Fritzy's giving Marvin a pie. That was the one that Marvin lost. He lost both bets on uh, Yukon Huskies. Paulie will play the role of Seton. Seton was Mario's teammate in the uh, semifinals of the AUAA. Seton passed the ball to Mario, then Mario with Fritzy guarding him. Fritzy, would you go out and assume the position of where you were? Yeah, you were playing some lockdown defense, and then you have to get the ball, Mario, look at the clock as it's winding down, and then take your shot. All right, so Paulie, you can now pass the ball to Mario, and here we go. Oh! oh. I don't know that. That wasn't close to going in. But you did draw iron. All right, Mario, I'll let you do the first one to Marvin. That's the first pie. Todd, I'll give you the second pie yes. as we officially welcome Marvin in to the world of Danette punishment. 
Um, so we're outside the man cave now, and uh, whenever you're ready, right. ready. Ready? So after this, after both of these, am I officially done? Whoa! Wow. No, don't don't rub it in. No. That's what I was gonna do. See, that's mean spirited right there. How much time between the first and the Oh, you can do it now. Go ahead. Okay. Mario rubbing it in like that. I mean, that's bad. That was a frustration. That was definitely. And Fritzy does that too. Fritzy smashes. I didn't do that. Yeah, you do. I held it for a few extra seconds. All right, paying off our bets here on the Dan Patrick Show. Marvin will take a little while to get cleaned up. Wow. He's. He's trying to shake it off out there. He took. Uh, he took two. I need a towel. Yeah, yeah. All right, Marv. See if we can get a towel for Marvin and then bring him in. Yeah. All right. So, uh, congratulations to Marv. He took it like a man. Both pies there. Yes, Paulie. You know, Marvin was about to give last words before he got his first pie, and right before he's like, you know, I just want to say after this, I'll be Marv. Mar- hit him in the face. I know. <laughs> and Frustration. Then, and then Todd, you 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 know, you go at it pretty hard there when you smash somebody in the face. It's more of like I keep it on his face maybe for a few seconds too long. I tried not to hit him too hard, but I did kind of smush it. Okay. I like to do the smushing part. Uh, all right. Uh, do we have any other pies, outstanding pies here with any bets? I know we we still have Seaton's. Uh oh, Fritzy is owed one. I am. You know what I'm thinking? Friday you take the pie. Friday pie. Yeah. Let's do it. Uh, and who would you like to smash you in the face with the pie? I'm going to go with, well, why don't I give Marvin a chance? Since okay. I did it to him, All right. Marvin could do it back to me. All right. Very thoughtful of you. All right. Uh, so Seton's up in Marvin's chair. Chris Weber is going to join us on the program. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie, what do you have for Let's me? Let's see. I got a couple. Right. I got the English Football League was established, soccer, 1888. Hmm. In 19, I'm sorry, 1893 in Northampton, Mass., the first women's collegiate basketball played, game was played at Smith College. Um, in 1904, a patent was issued for a baseball catcher, the actual catcher's mitt. And uh, 1967, Muhammad Ali stripped of his heavyweight title for refusing to be inducted in the United States Army. And 1997, Tara Lipinski, at 14 years old, mm. became the youngest women's figure skating champion. Wow. World. This day in sports history, 1969, UCLA three-peats, beating Purdue, Luau Sindors, named the most outstanding player for the third consecutive year. Damn, three-peat. Thank you, Tom. <laughs> Thank you. How many, how many peats did they have? How many did they have in a row? Uh, UCLA. Eight peats? Before they had a break and they went and won a couple more? They won uh, 60, was 64 the first time they won. And then uh, they lost with Bill Walton. Bill Walton's sophomore season, maybe? No, no, that would have been his senior season. Uh, what did they have, 9 and 11 years or something like that? Yeah, I got uh, 64, 65, then UTEP. And then, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think I got seven in a row after that. So 67, 68, 69, that was Lou Alcindor. And they kept winning till 73, and then North Carolina State in 74. Yeah. Then back to UCLA. Yeah. Oh, okay. That was when Purdue had Rick Mount on the team. Rick Mount was a great scorer. Uh, Pete Rozelle, 1989, announces his retirement as NFL commissioner. 
He was there for 29 years. What did I learn today, Todd? Mean-spirited Baker Mayfield may want to consider finding a regressive ad campaign if he gets dropped by Progressive. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations to apply. Chris Weber on the program tomorrow. Have a great day, everybody. We'll talk to you then. One more item. We close out the show. Simply Safe Home Security. You know you have a great product when you've already won awards for 2022 and we're in March. That's happened to Simply Safe. U.S. News, PC Magazine, Popular Science, they have this in common. They rank Simply Safe Home Security, the best home security system of 2021. U.S. News just made Simply Safe the best home security of 2022. You can protect your whole home around the clock, every door, every window, every room, backed by professional monitoring around the clock, ready to send the police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. Simply Safe is going to average about a dollar a day. Dollar a day to protect your home, protect your family. And you can set it up in around 30 minutes. Simple to use, no long-term contract, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople. Try it risk-free, 60 days. If you don't like it, send it back free of charge. Customize the perfect system for your home. Just a couple of minutes, simplysafedan.com. Go today, claim a free indoor security camera, plus 20% off interactive monitoring at simplysafedan.com.